Welcome to the HR Empowerment Podcast, where we will uncover strategies and new insights from HR professionals who discuss up-to-date regulations, best practices, and the most pressing topics like diversity and equity, leadership, dealing with difficult situations, and much more that affect your bottom line and business. Thanks for joining us. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. It's Wendy Sellers, the HR lady. I'm here with my co-host, JC. Hey, JC. Wendy Sellers, I'm not sure if you're aware, but in a Deloitte 2020 poll, 77% of respondents claimed that they had experienced employee burnout at their present employment, with more than half indicating multiple instances. Too much well, info right I off know. the bat for you? Yeah, no, I would say I wasn't aware of that exact stat, but I'm not surprised. I'm actually probably uh, surprised that it's not even higher. I think our expert guest here, David Shar, can explain more. David, how can companies help their employees cope with this crazy burnout? And, and I have another second question, too, is do you feel that it's worse since the pandemic? Yeah, so second question first. Definitely, it seems like all indicators are that it's worse from the uh, since the pandemic. I know that um, uh, for me personally, um, uh, my business blew up over the pandemic, right and beyond. In the beforehand, it was just very niche. You know, certain industries really wanted to work on burnout and talk about burnout. Uh, now it's it seems uh, really universal, uh, and you also see all of these. Um, all of these surveys about people uh, wanting to leave their jobs. You had the great resignation. You had quiet quitting. Um, I think it was uh, uh, Deloitte or I think Deloitte's women at work uh, survey that showed women still want to leave their job, their current Mm -hmm. employer um, in alarming numbers. Uh, So yeah, I'd say that it's, that it's much worse. Um, But to the first question, which was, how can companies help both their employees and their managers cope with burnout? And the reason I ask this yeah. is, you know, we put so much on managers mm-hmm. and then we forget to support them. So it's like, yes, you know, our, our episode two, we were talking about, hey, managers, it's up to you to, to help your employees. Well, who's helping the managers? And so that's kind of what, you know, I want to I want to hear about, like, what give us some advice to our listeners and to us so I can help my clients, too to help these people that work for them to stop them from being burnt out so there's not turnover and and you know yada 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 it goes on and yeah. on <laughs> yeah and and managers manager burnout um at, at some point creeped above burnout levels for everybody else yeah uh, because they'll they'll put up with the abuse because yep. they they're on a career track right um but the way people can support each other leadership can support people and and also that that employees can can uh support each other is through just that support by offering support and support can be both emotional support it can also be instrumental support so it's it's can i help take that load off of your plate but also being there when somebody needs to vent and not being there with that, you know, um, yeah, everything's going to be fine. You know, this is it's not a big deal and poo-pooing everything somebody says. Because if, if you have built that trust with an employee that they will come to you uh, with a complaint or come to you with a concern, uh, you know, trust is the most valuable commodity within an organization. And so if you have that, 
uh, we're going to burn it up right away uh, with that toxic positivity of sort of uh, trying to show them the bright side. Sometimes people just need to be able to vent and work through things, and that's okay. Uh, so one of the things that that really helps is support and creating an infrastructure where people can support and encourage each other, not just top down, but bottom up and also um, horizontal support. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And and what about, you know, also leading by example of saying, hey, yeah. I'm the manager and I'm going to take vacation and I encourage you to do it, too. Right. Right. <laughs> right. So I was I was working with this client who who um, uh, they were very proud of the fact that they support people's work life balance. Um, but then they got on this call and one of the one of the people said that I need to get off, hop off early because I need to go you know, take care of my kids or whatever it was. And everybody's great. That's fine. When the person got off the call, they all started talking about the person and oh, how they must no. not care. Right. They don't care enough. Um, and so, you know, I, I talk a lot about uh, there's this old there's this old Jewish um, story. I grew up Orthodox Jewish. And so I learned how to dance by like uh grabbing the hand of the person to my right and the hand of the person to my left and just going in a big circle. And if we wanted to get fancy, maybe we would kick our leg. So, but there, there's this, it wasn't until like my college days where I went to a club for my the first time and uh, tried grabbing my friend's hand and they're like, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, that's not what we do here. So, but, uh, but, but, but I, I, there's this old story of um, this, this man who came to a wedding in this historic synagogue that he's never been to. And he, he knows the drill. He grabs up his hands and they all go in this big circle. But this, every time they came to this one point on the floor, everybody bowed. So, so you approach this one point on the floor and you bow. And then, and then when you came around again, you did the same. And the man was trying to find an answer. Why was everybody bowing right there? He's ready for the wisdom for this old custom that he's never seen before anywhere else. And so he goes to the rabbi. The rabbi doesn't know. He goes to the to the person who's hosting him. He doesn't know. And so finally he finds the oldest mem living member of the synagogue. And he asks, why does everybody bow when we reach that one point? And he's ready for just like, just to to be, it, you know, this this new awakening. And the old man says, oh, that? There used to be a chandelier there. <laughs> and so the question is, how often in your organization are you bowing at phantom chandeliers, right? right? It doesn't matter what's in the handbook. What matters is what are you actually doing, right? It's like, what are you actually doing? If, you, yeah. if you've changed the language and you said, we now support work-life balance. Are you are you doing that, or are right. you still ducking under that phantom chandelier? Yeah. And are so, you just, are you are you saying the words, but you're not actually supporting the action and and letting people know? Hey, do you know you have forty hours? You should probably take a vacation. I'm not mandating it, but I really highly suggest it. You know, there's so many things that it's just on print, but then. Uh, maybe half the managers do something one way and the other half do the other way. And you just kind of let everybody do their, you know, run their own departments. Go ahead, JC. Yeah. Okay. If we think back and we know that manager who used to put his cigarettes out on the desk might be drinking the whiskey or the cocktail while he's working at the same time in those days. And in that era, talking about burnout, 
was taboo because it carried a stigma of individual weakness. So if we are culturally changing all of our organizations to become accustomed to accepting these things and moving forward, we still need to be bowing under that chandelier. David, so impactful, so impactful. Yeah, absolutely. It really is. Thank you for that. And thanks, everybody, for listening to episode three of our five-part series on building a burnout-proof company culture. In our next episode, episode four, we're going to cover uh, how many how companies can measure the impact of burnout. I'm really excited about this one. And as a reminder to our listeners, Aurora Training Advantage, Advantage subscribers can earn credits, HRCI or SHRM credits for listening to this series and the HR Empowerment Podcast channel. So just go to the Aurora Training Advantage website, find the podcast, and you can find the information there to log in. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you soon. Thank you for joining the HR Empowerment Podcast brought to you by Aurora Training Advantage. We hope you've gained new insight and strategies to navigate the HR profession. We look forward to you joining us again on the HR Empowerment Podcast.